Hello and welcome to Jeanette's TV and podcast. I'm your host Jeanette Burke and today I'm re-interviewing Javier de Guzman who is now Javi and he has the most incredible story. He's a Torontonian of first generation Filipino descent and you may not know this but he is also a boxer, a, a Thai boxer and he had a title win in Toronto and he defended that win in 2008 and that kind of gave him the basis to move forward into an acting career which actually began on ABC's Rookie Blue and he had no acting experience when he accepted the role. So welcome to Jeanette's TV and podcast. It's a podcast now too. Have the Guzman. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for having me back. It's great talking with you again. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, how were you able to get into the whole acting field? Did you have some mentors along the way? I know you had a friend that helped you, but tell us a little bit about your backstory. Um, my backstory was definitely just within the martial arts of, of Thai boxing. And through that, I found myself in the world of stunts. Uh, I, so I be essentially became a stunt actor through that. And me needing, I guess I was at a point in my life where I just needed to make some money. Um, and me as a fighter, it wasn't, there wasn't that much money as a Canadian fighter, unfortunately. So through that, I was looking through other means to find work and this presented itself to me through a friend and I just fell in love with being on set and seeing how you know films were made as well as the paycheck afterwards that was something that blew my mind I didn't realize I could make that much money from not getting hit so then I realized that I wanted to do what the principal actors were doing and I wanted to talk on camera. So in regards to mentorship, um, being born and raised in Toronto and starting this industry, this journey in Toronto, um, I definitely have to give a shout out to another amazing actor and friend of mine, Alex Malari Jr. He's the one that kind of showed me who to go to first and how to just learn as an actor and what I can do on my own. Um, and then he introduced me to Earl Nanhu at EVN Studios. And then I did some one-on-one -on -one sessions over at Lewis Bomander with Lewis himself. And it gave me just so much insight on what it takes to be an actor and, and the questions that an actor needs to go through when it comes to preparing and it's actually very simple but the hard part about it is just getting out of our way mm -hmm. um yeah and so what are you bringing to your new role you're starring as ethan the character of ethan in the new netflix series made how did you prepare for that role and what is something you could share with us about your experience on set maybe you have a funny story or something you could share with us about playing Ethan um, 
Yeah, no, um, in terms of preparation for that role, um, in regards to the story, I hope this doesn't come out weird in a sense, but like I, I was, I've been this character in where I've been friends with, um, what do you call it? A gal pal? Essentially, but I was on the side of, of the abusive boyfriend in this case. So it's like, I, I've been that guy to dismiss. Oh yeah, no, he's doing this stuff. So strangely enough, like this is a part of my past. So something, it's something that I could relate to. So unfortunately, um, it does kind of paint it's, it's, it does paint the character in, in a negative light where, especially when he's introduced his first, his first interaction is very aggressive. But, and a lot of friends have been reaching out to me where it's like, great character, but why did you have to call her that? And I was like, well, that's, it's the role, right? And they get it. But even with respect to that, um, I was, I was so thrilled to take on this role because you kind of do need this type of supporting character to help build the, the drama of it, where it's like, there's nobody that was, that's on the character of Alex, Margaret Polly's character. There's no character that's on her side. It, feels like it's her against the world so I was being able to lend myself to that storyline to be against her was definitely a, an honor of mine but now you know today with COVID uh, abuse domestic abuse is is very high and it's it's actually been more prevalent than ever so mm -hmm. being involved in a storyline like this where you know it is about abuse it's about a young mother trying to protect her child what uh, what tips might you have uh, to somebody who is in an abusive situation trying to get out of it? Ooh, um, I I wish I could remember the the link, but there's a link that um, is tied with Made that has a lot of resources that people that are in situations can uh, reach out to and look into, and I definitely encourage even if I can't remember this or people don't look it up, um, whatever city you're in, there's definitely resources that can help you get out of it. Um, it's, it's hard even to identify if you are in that type of situation, I feel. So I guess if I were to be able to have a position to give any type of advice towards this, it'd be to just do it courageously. Um, mm -hmm. If you feel that you're in a situation that needs attention, it's going to be hard, but talk to somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, go to go file a police report or something or, but even mm -hmm. if it's just a friend, talk it out with a friend and, and hopefully, mm -hmm. you know, vocalizing it can make you understand that it is a real situation that you might need to get out of. Now, getting back to your acting career, how were you able to transcend from a role on Rookie Blue where you're playing a fighter to this type of a role? And what do you feel that you bring to the acting world that's a bit different? Ooh, um, well, I guess in general, I bring my experiences and I feel that's something that molds the characters that I make. 
um, the choices that I make are going to be so much more different than another actor's. And I, I confidently say that the choices that I bring are, are bold and, and really out there. Um, mm -hmm. well, I like I, that. I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to also be in the show, the 100 and to be able to speak a different language, a made up language was, was really exciting. Mm. And I even heard from a few of the actors and some of the showrunners that saw my audition tapes, they were thrilled with the choices that I made. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess even with my life experiences that I bring to the table, it allows me as well, the freedom to just play, which mm -hmm. I want to definitely put out there for if there's any other actors that are listening to this, it's, it's have fun. Okay. Um, so speaking of actors in Canada, there's a stereotype that it's very hard for Canadian actors to break the mold and get the screen work or get get great work outside of Canada. Do you subscribe to that theory? Yes, no, maybe. Where are you at on the spectrum about that? Um, how how candid and how real are we going to get in this interview? Because <laughs> I, I as much as you would like to share. I wholeheartedly subscribe to to that stereotype that Canadians definitely do have a very difficult time breaking into this industry. Um, and there's so many factors at play from the representation in terms of agencies um, to how like the different acting workshops and stuff that come because there's there's a lot of actors too who put on workshops and they give some very what's the word let's go with shady they give very shady <laughs> okay let's go with that <laughs> um there was one in particular who who was telling new students to the craft to not write things down mm, and it's that like, sound a little odd and us as actors especially when we're starting off we're studying we're learning mm -hmm. and if you were to go to school and you were to not write anything down you're just setting yourself up for failure in the final exam that's there's no ands ifs or what about that mm -hmm. and that's what he was telling to these actors and it was scary because I was it was coming out of my friends mouths when they were like oh no this is how I'm supposed to do it because this person said it and I I was in shock when I heard that because my friend really believed it at the time mm -hmm. so I just want to ask you some going in a little bit of a different direction but yet sort of on this tangent let's go let's say it's it's another tangent is it even harder for you as an Asian Canadian to get roles? Hmm. Um, I don't want this to be taken in the wrong context, but I try not to engage in um, the diversity discussions um, because when I did, it kind of, it limited myself. Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm trying to subscribe to the practice of just trying to be the best actor mm -hmm. um and trying to do the best work so when people ask me it's like oh 
are you trying to be the best Asian actor? Well, no. if I'm trying to be the best actor by default, I'll be the best Asian actor. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, cause I did, I did struggle for sure. Um, did you ever draw upon your heritage, you know, your Filipino heritage? Has that ever helped you prepare for a role? And if not, maybe your actual heritage or how you were raised. Yeah. Um, I, I read something that going into the boxing and going into the acting for you meant not getting involved in drugs or mm-hmm. crime. So I don't, I don't know exactly where you grew up in Toronto. I, I read somewhere like Melbourne, so I'm going to guess Scarborough area mm-hmm. and maybe I'm wrong, but um, ha- has there been for you like drawing on your principles, drawing on your faith and your heritage, things your parents taught you, maybe even being the child of, of first immigration, you know, f- first, your parents are new new canadians you're the first generation um has has that made you a stronger actor has it affected your acting in any way has it affected your life choices oh 100 percent um my parents have definitely crafted um many lessons to create the type of person that i am today um and and in regards to even shaping the bold decisions that I make in life. Um, I guess the biggest jump that I ever took aside from wanting to pursue this career was to actually move out West. Um, And that was the make or break for me. If I moved out West and it didn't happen, I'm pretty sure I would have come back to Toronto with my tail between my legs and it's like, all right, fine, I'll go back to school and figure it out. But it's like, they, they kind of gave me the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also very young right now. You're 33, are you not? And yeah. I mean, you got a whole life ahead of you. You could probably do a million things if you really had to or wanted to. Um, one of the other things I wanted to sort of touch upon is some things that maybe most people don't know about you. And and again, I, I did a little research. So I thought it was very interesting that you spent your summers at the Toronto Zoo Camp. That must have been so much fun walking and talking with the animals tell me what that was like (laughs) um oh man it was it was so fun because like i got to like a be away from home i got to sleep at the zoo which i thought was a really oh wow that's awesome but i do have to throw in this disclaimer in a sense where it's like i'm not a fan of zoos currently just in terms of advocating for like the imprisonment of animals but with respect to that um there are a lot of programs that zoos do run to rehabilitate animals and then put them back in the wild so i i definitely wholeheartedly subscribe to what they're doing there Mm -hmm. but um i learned so much in regards to animals and how they act and how they interact and and their environments that they live in and gave me so much appreciation for nature and for animals in general. Um, and that in itself helped with acting as well, because there's a very popular acting um, technique when it comes to preparation and exercise where it's called animal work. Oh. So spending time understanding and watching these animals and seeing how they act has definitely helped create more characters within me. 
Um, so it's, it's, it was definitely a fascinating part of my upbringing for sure. Getting to spend some time at the zoos. <laughs> I would have loved that myself, <laughs> but I didn't have those opportunities because I didn't grow up in Toronto. Um, but any, anything else surprisingly different about you, something that we don't really know, like maybe your favorite book or your favorite movie or your favorite food. Um, in that order favorite book um there's a couple there's ishmael by daniel quinn oh. and then there's flowers for algernon by i want to say daniel keys mm -hmm. and dan brown's inferno that oh, yeah that's a good book yeah blew my mind and i have to say i'm very disappointed in the movie because they changed the ending but <laughs> the book blew my mind. I finished that book in three days. I couldn't put it down. Wow. Um, but those are my favorite books, favorite movies. Uh, by default, it's it's A Wonderful Life. Because oh, yeah, I get to see it every Christmas. And I make sure that I watch it every Christmas. And it's ah. such a beautiful story. And it makes me cry. Mm -hmm. And But that's my default because I watch it every year. But my favorite movie personally is... Disney's the kid with Bruce Willis. Oh, that's interesting. Where, where, so, yeah. so you're obviously very grateful for the opportunities life has, has given you. And oh, yeah. could you tell me what you have written on your chest? What does the tattoo oh, say? It says carpe noctem. What does so, that mean? Carpe sees. Yeah, everybody knows carpe diem. Carpe noctem sees the night. Oh, so you're a night owl. Yes. Well, Maybe. I'd like to think so, but now I find that I'm in bed by 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, well, guess what? It's 1030 my time and I'm still working after a very full day. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up. And I, I wanted to just give you a couple of opportunities to we call this the shameless promotion part of, of the interview. Ooh. So to tell us what you're next up to or what some projects that you're also working on after The Maids, what have you got The Maid uh, on Netflix? What else have you got coming up for you? Um, coming out April 1st next year, we're bringing a star-studded all Filipino cast with Easter Sunday starring Joe Coy, the comedian. Oh, very nice yeah so that's that and where's that filming right now is it filming nope so we filmed that already and we've wrapped that so right now it's in post-production it was so that in that's... canada or u.s filmed it was in canada it was filmed in vancouver yeah so a lot of things you know are filmed in vancouver or toronto all the american uh, companies like netflix youtube they and amazon come here to film right and yeah. what, what really blew my mind is um you know, I, as an interviewer and TV show host, was not allowed to go into a studio for like, I don't know how long and had to set up a studio in my in my residence in order to be able to even continue my business. But all these movie companies like Netflix and Amazon, they had stars coming all through COVID, granted with tests and protocols. I'm mostly Americans, maybe throwing some Canadians in the cast for good measure and continuing to film. And I'm like, okay, why do we allow this? But that's another topic. But um, even in regards to that, like one, I'd say COVID was a real blessing in disguise for Canadian actors. Oh, yes. Because 
once the industry opened up, they wanted to get back to work, but then it was hard to get Americans up here. So a lot of my friends got their first leads because of COVID. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. I love to hear the, the positive or the, you know, the, the silver lining in a yeah. negative situation or a downfall or whatever. That is, that's very good news. So before I let you go, Mm-hmm. And you've told us what your new projects are, but you didn't tell me how I can reach you. So I'd love you to tell us about your website or your social media, wherever we can go to find out a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, well, the first social media handle that I'd like to plug is PlayOn2013 on Instagram. So mm-hmm. at PlayOn2013, that's to a charity, um, the PlayOn Foundation. I started this charity with some friends and it focuses on um, neurological research and brain aneurysm detection and prevention. Oh, so, wonderful. I did see that actually on LinkedIn in your profile yeah. and I forgot to mention it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the one I definitely want people to check out before they want to check out mine, if they want to see what I'm up to. Um, and that's at X And I just built a camper van and I'm driving across North America. Hopefully Trudeau opens the borders October 21st. So then I can make my way down south to Florida. Nice little road trip. (laughs) Oh, very nice. But be careful in Florida because they have very high COVID cases there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to stay in my camper. So I'm going (laughs) to definitely isolate from all the madness. Well, I will add that all your links, all your social media handles, your links will be um, listed in the in our links below. Wonderful. And um, I just want to remind my audience that uh, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and the link for that will also be shown below and hit the bell and share us with your family and friends because we're just growing all the time. And you can also support us by um, purchasing a Jeanette's TV and podcast sweatshirt or t-shirt of your choice. We either have it with um, our logo and tagline or with inspirational sayings made by me or one of the guests. And all you have to do is visit www.jeanetteburke.com merch. And again, these links will be below and you'll see what you can choose. You can choose either a sweatshirt or or a t-shirt. You can pick your saying or you can pick the logo and you pick your color and your size and it's all shipped to you conveniently. So, uh, and includes handling and tax. So it's 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 a great way if you can to support us because we are trying our best to continue to bring you amazing content and great guests. So Chavi, <laughs> I said it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a pleasure seeing you again and having oh, you on you. my show today. Thank you so much for being with us and continued success, best wishes to you. I want to thank you, my audience, for being with us today as well. Please remember to like and comment and share on all our posts. You will find us everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo. And that's just some of the handles for the video side. We also have the podcast side. If you prefer to listen, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, BuzzFeed, Buzzsprout, Anchor, and a whole bunch more. All you have to do is visit www.jeanetteburke.com forward slash Jeanette's 
TV and podcast. It's a separate section right on the website. You go under watch, watch us and it'll show you everywhere you can watch us and listen to us. So again, thank you for being with us. And until next time, continue to be safe and fabulous. This is Jeanette Burke, your host, signing off.